The Moon Jae-in administration has been consistent in pushing for a green energy initiative by the year 2025, continually stressing the importance of reducing greenhouse gas emissions and the level of fine dust. Uh, South Korea's efforts have been acknowledged by the UN as they adopted a new International Day of Clean Air for Blue Skies, which celebrated its first anniversary on September 7th of this year. President Moon has also pushed for greater use of electric cars and hydrogen fuel cars to transition the country's electric supply system towards a more renewable energy source. So we're going to get some more detailed analysis into the current administration's green energy policy. Pleased to be joined by Professor Ha Sung-yoon from the Department of Energy Policy at Seoul National University of Science and Technology's Graduate School of Energy and Environment on the line. Hello. Hello. Good to hearing from you. Thank you for joining us, Professor Ha. So uh, President Moon plans to roll out 1.13 million electric cars and 200,000 hydrogen-fueled cars by 2025. That's a very short period of time, if you think about it. Right now, we've got about 110,000 electric vehicles and about 8,000 hydrogen-fueled cars. So we've got a long ways to go. What are your thoughts on the feasibility of these uh, green energy plans? Uh, yeah, uh, the green energy plans have indeed a strong declarative meaning. However, some experts still question the feasibility of the proposed plan because there are two most critical barriers for the diffusion of electric vehicles. The first one is the higher price, pri- higher purchase price than that of a traditional internal combustion vehicle. And the second is that the lack of charging infrastructure. Therefore, at this point, in order for electric vehicles to be competitive in the market, uh, considerable levels of subsidies uh, must be provided to their purchase price and their charging infrastructure must be increased. The problem is that a massive amount of budget for these subsidies is necessary. Mm. However, the government's Green New Deal policy uh, still does not have a a detailed budget securing plan and uh, uh, suggested budget is still small compared to their target number of electric vehicles. Uh, however, as I said earlier, the green energy plan is still meaningful in that the government clearly declares the future energy policy stance and sends a clear and consistent signal to the market. Now, Hyundai Motors is considered to be the pioneer for this uh, in terms of hydrogen fuel. So they have Korean exports of hydrogen fuel cell systems. They reached an agreement recently with Saudi Arabia in 2019 uh, and recently started making their first European exports. Uh, They recently shipped the uh, Nexo and Elexity fuel cell vehicles to Saudi Arabia, uh, among other nations, as we mentioned. So um, they are a leader in hydrogen fuel cells. Could you tell us more about the important role they could play? Uh, yes, uh, Hyundai, uh, including Kia Motors, uh, domestic market share is at over 70%, mm-hmm. and its global market share is reaching at about uh, 10% around. Uh, thus, the Hyundai Motor will and should play an important role in the global market of eco-friendly car, because actually the Hyundai is uh, the only automaker in South Korea and has a very large uh, downstream industry. Therefore, the success or the failure of Hyundai is very important because its role and potential impact on their entire national economy is so great. So in the mid to long term, Hyundai should successfully respond to the transition to 
eco-friendly vehicles. Uh, but also in the short term, it should uh, expand the traditional internal combustion vehicle market in emerging countries such as India and Southeast Asia. Uh, I think it's uh, very encouraging that the Hyundai was the first to export eco-friendly cars to the Middle East, which uh, served as uh, symbols of the existing internal combustion engines and oil market. As I had mentioned in the intro, uh, the UN recently established this International Day of Clean Air for Blue Skies. Uh, that was actually proposed by the South Korean government to the UN. Uh-huh. So this day aims to raise awareness for how important clean air is for health, productivity, the economy, and the environment. And the resolution calls for international cooperation. In your view, what are some of the measures that could help fix pollution and other climate change problems around the world? Uh, yeah, but that's a very difficult question because uh, there are many ways to uh, mitigate the climate uh, change. But the climate change and air quality problems cannot be settled by the effort of uh, just few countries. Uh, so uh, it is very it is very true that international cooperation is very important and very critical for mitigating the climate change and air pollution. However, uh, as the interest of each country is very difficult, the cooperation around the world is becoming more and more difficult because international cooperation to deal with climate change has rapidly collapsed after the U.S. President Donald Trump's withdrawal from the Paris Agreement last year. So I think... It is very hard, but the, in principle, I think the UN should actively exercise its leadership and actively encourage the reading laws of the countries that uh, make a lot of carbon emissions, such as the US and China and something, some other uh, very uh, big countries. Well, speaking of China and also... Speaking of clean air and blue skies, find us is a big problem here in Korea. And often uh, we point the fingers and blame China. But uh, rather than blame, there needs to be some kind of uh, teamwork involved. Korea has been cooperating with China to try to reduce the harmful effects of fine dust. Could you tell us a little bit about what we can expect from this cooperation? Uh, yes, uh, last year, as you mentioned, the, uh, the Korea and China signed an MOU on improving the air quality. Uh, under, uh, following this plan, the two countries will strive to jointly manage the air quality by exchanging the fine dust reduction technology and sharing the forecast and warning information. So it is expected that we will receive a wide range of expert opinions on ways to improve the public awareness of the Chinese influence of domestic fine dust and spread the message that we are not only the victims, but also the problem solvers of fine dust together. So the cooperation between Korea and China is expected to be a good opportunity to uh, accelerate the China's effort to reduce fine dust, and it is also a good opportunity to expand the cooperation from uh, current joint research to actual policy and technology advancement and industrial measures. Uh, in addition, the cooperation with China is expected to be strengthened 
to further improve China's practical fine dust reduction performance. Now, the skeptics always say when we talk about climate change concerns, uh, they always say that we can't do this because it's going to have a negative effect on the economy. But uh, Korea's so-called synergistic growth is expected to actually help kickstart the uh, Korean economy in the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic. Could you give us more details on this evaluation? Uh, Yes. Uh, From a traditional perspective, uh, it is still true that the eco-friendliness and economic growth cannot coexist together. Uh, However, in the process of responding to climate change, it is possible to develop various new industrial capabilities also, for example, electric vehicles and battery technology and something like that. So in the future, the economic growth that does not respond to climate change may not be acceptable by the public. However, uh, among some experts, there are still some concerns that if the Green New Deal is promoted without a detailed strategy, the green may be achieved, but the New Deal uh, will not be achieved. So more detailed policy and the policies that focus on technological innovation should be pursued to achieve both the green and the New Deal at the same time. Yeah, very difficult to get that uh, balance here when we're talking about both economic growth and uh, finding uh, sort of this middle ground between making sure the future generations have a clean plan to live in, but at the same time, a a sustainable growth uh, initiative that allows for economic prosperity as well. Professor Ha, uh, we do thank you for joining us. Uh, Very interesting to get all of these initiatives into sort of a more coherent uh, type of uh, concept and uh, definitely appreciate your expertise in helping us understand the issue better. Uh, thank you so much for having me here. Well, that was Professor Ho Sung-yoon from the Department of Energy Policy at Seoul National University of Science and Technology's Graduate School of Energy and Environment. Uh, we've got a lot more in store for you on this program. Coming up next, we're going to be talking about these uh, conservative rallies and how they may be spreading COVID-19 and the government's uh, job and trying to stop this. That's up next. Stay tuned.